Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jumpman! Ha-har! Oh, we are! Yeah, we're sailing away <laughs> That's the sting that they always use uh, coming in and out of the World Cup coverage. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like been, over and over again. I've just been watching it on Univision Online. Uh, so I don't get any of that. I just get a lot of like, <laughs> goal, and then yeah. whoever scored the goal over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, let's jump in there. We Later today, we're going to do a review of 22 Jump Street, Batman Court of the Owls. But first, your World Cup update, also known as your Cup Date. <laughs> Bam! Cup day, cup day, and we're recording this Monday night. Yeah, this is just going into the the third round of the group stage. So everyone's playing their third games. Last night, we watched our beloved U.S. team rally from a one nothing deficit against Portugal, take the lead, and give that lead up for a tie. 10 seconds left in the game you know you know give give it up is a perfect description because uh i was here and everybody getting really pumped i was late coming home from something i turned on the game it's the last five minutes and i'm just like what is up with this team they are just dead on their feet and they don't care to have the ball out of their own uh half well, they were doing an okay job. Like uh, they put in a couple subs. Wondolowski was running it down the sideline into the corner, and making them fight for it. Like they weren't doing too bad. They just but, they just uh, did not have. They they just gave away the ball every thing. They just like let's just kick it really hard towards their. Oh wait, their midfielders have it again, and they're coming down. And they just gave them so many opportunities. I wasn't surprised that they uh, finally tied it up, but I was disappointed. Let's you know I, you know disappointment. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because Portugal is ranked fourth in the world, but mm -hmm. they are they were a little injured and stuff, and we did a great job uh, marking up Ronaldo the whole time. Unfortunately, if you go back and look at that last goal, we had four or five guys that were ball-watching Ronaldo. Oh, no. And no one marked the guy who, has, who scored the head ball goal. They all just were looking at Ronaldo, probably transfixed by his... Uh, pretty boy looks. <laughs> um, why? Why is it that like every four years there's a new Ronaldo, and everybody's yeah. like Ronaldo is the greatest, and yeah, it's, it's always true. It's really got to be, or even Ronaldinho, which was close mm -hmm. uh, eight years ago. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, it sucks because the U.S. would have gone through right then with that win. It got snatched away. As long as they win or tie or lose barely, or the other two games tie we go through then this game no longer matters unfortunately if none of those scenarios do happen and we don't go through then we will never ever forget this no nope. <laughs> it will be heartbreaking yeah, but at least at least we beat ghana yeah after, I mean, after two two previous world cups are getting booted out by ghana hey we're in the group of death and as sad as it is to have that win snatched and turn into a tie you know, I would have taken this result a month ago if you told me. And uh, hopefully, they've been looking good. They've been showing a lot of good stuff. They dominated Portugal for large stretches. Um, they missed an open goal net. Unfortunately, the goalie was out. They passed it right across, and Bradley hit it. And there was a defender standing in the way, and it hit the defender. And the whole, the rest of the goal was open. Uh, so you know, if we score that goal, then it doesn't even matter. But you got to have faith. Mm -hmm. You got to shake it off like a dirty fart in church. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know because the players got to shake it off and we're we're sitting home on our couches and watching so we got to shake that shit off we got to be um you know confident that they will uh call germany ahead of time and pre-arrange a tie on thursday <laughs> which is the smart money right you're like, germany you don't even need a win come on if we tie Germany, we both advance, and Germany with goal differential will still be the one seed and will be the two seed. So it works for everybody. Right. So what's going to happen is that the both teams are going to play to win. They're going to play to win. And if it's tied at halftime, they'll come back out in the second half, and you will watch them just sit back on their asses and take a tie. Nice. So that's what's going to happen. And when we do this podcast next week, we're going to be pumped because the U.S. will be in the playoffs. All right. Well, I'm, I'm hoping for that. I mean, certainly – yeah, over here in New York City, World Cup fever is everywhere uh, because of, I live in a very Italian and Greek neighborhood. But uh, uh, definitely uh, the U.S. folks 
have taken over in in terms of spirit after Greek's uh, harrowing, uh, you know. Greece still has a chance. Greece has to win, and Colombia has to win or tie. And I think that puts Greece through. But unfortunately, that means Greece must score, which they cannot (laughs) do. So (laughs) we will see what happens there. But uh, I like to also root for the Netherlands. They just won their group by beating Chile. They're undefeated, and they will go through as a one seed, and they will play Mexico in the first round of the playoffs, and hopefully they fucking crush Mexico. Well, Mexico, I watched that game today. They did did very well. Yes, they really did. And they're only in the fucking cup because the U.S. gifted them a win by beating (laughs) Panama. Mexico was eliminated until we beat Panama at the last second. So I'm going to – so why? The the country of Mexico needs – Needs at least that last game. Like if all they had was like that last game where like it was three, three to one, barely at the end. Uh, but they like you know they dominated. What was it Croatia? Yeah, I mean it, it's tradition. Mexico always makes the cup. They always make the playoffs. You know the round of sixteen, and then they always immediately lose in that first playoff game. So you know that's just what's going to happen again. Yeah, I mean they're, so. they're 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 fatter than us. You know their economy sucks worse than us. They need something. You know, yeah, I mean, okay. like if you're gonna well, suck in a lot of categories, at least be really good in one, or at least get that one game where you're like, "Hi, ah, remember that one game?" The really good. Uh, I think the the drug industry is thriving. <laughs> How about the so, violence industry? Yeah. So, anyways, um, but yeah. So, watch some World Cup. Whatever countries you're rooting for, I hope they do good, unless they're playing the U.S. And uh, next week we'll have another cup date. So, uh, you want to talk about Batman? Absolutely, dude. This is the conversation I wanted to have last week because I, I would I just finished up before the podcast. I just finished up the entire Court of Owls Volume Three. Yes, and, and I was this ready. And this uh, originally came out what two years ago? Uh, yeah, it's a couple three months. years ago. It came out before New Fifty Two, so I'm thinking three years ago now. Oh no, it's it's New Fifty Two. Is it New Fifty Two? I believe so because no, because uh, Damian Wayne's still alive in it. Yeah, but. I don't know. Actually, I don't know when exactly they kill them off, but I'm pretty sure it's New 52. Let me okay. check where we are. Well, anyways, as Chad's doing that, you know, we're going to go over the whole Court of Owls story arc because it has been at least a couple of years. Yeah, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Well, what I liked is uh, is is Batman, you know, he, he starts off by bragging about Gotham. He's like, he's basically like, I am Gotham. Yeah. I am the balls and the taint of this <laughs> of this city. The, this bad, city. the bad cave is the bad hole. Yes, I scratch the ass of this city. <laughs> and so he's kind of feeling all confident, and then he finds out that there's this court of owls that has secretly been running Gotham for centuries, almost kind of like in the uh, the new Batman movies with the uh, the League of League Shadows. Of Shadows, yeah. You know, they've been kind of like taking cities down and stuff. The court of owls has been ruling over Gotham for hundreds of years and they finally decided to do something about the Batman and say this is not your city by the way we're owls owls eat bats bitch and they say that all the time like the metaphors are really hitting you over the head they're like hey guess and now we're gonna do like a little nature documentary section where guess what bats would be the top predator if it wasn't for owls and that's what our villains are themed like yeah but I liked it they had they had uh, the Court of Owls had their own hitman called the Talon. Yeah. And he was dressed up kind of owlish. And uh, he looked pretty cool. And I liked him. I liked the Talon. I mean, uh, all right, so are we talking about Volume 1? Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll kind of chronologic at this. So, but Volume 1, Batman, over and over and over again across multiple comics, is like, there is no Court of Owls. That's poppycock. Yeah, I'm the fucking smartest man alive. It says it on my comic, on he's the like, cover. He's like, I mean, everybody knows my villains, and I know them too, and there's nobody new, period, yeah. or else I would have a plan for them. And he gets fucked by the Talon. Which is, uh, right there is the thing I like most about this series. Oh, yeah. I mean, they he's been fighting the same villains for 50 years, and it's very rare when you can introduce a new character and not have them suck. Right. And instantly I was like, I like this. I like this Court of Owls. I like this Talon. You know, I like that he's not fighting the Riddler. This mm-hmm. is cool. This is nice. It's just a different spin. You got my attention. Right. Like the, uh, there's like perif- uh, other classic villains are in like the periphery. You know, they show up every once in a while. 
Uh, yeah. But it's mainly just Batman and the Bat family against the Court of Owls. And by and by the end of Volume 1, where Batman is through saying, Ah, this is stupid. Court of Owls doesn't exist. Uh, he finds one of their quote-unquote nests. Yes. And, and he starts having a bat vision. <laughs> he starts to get all crazy. And it and like and when people get crazy in comic books, it's a great idea for the art form is like, hey, let's start transforming the talon into like a bat cre- or an owl creature and the batman into like this weird batman fish thing, like a man bat. Yeah. But have it be like, is it a dream? Is it not a dream? Like, did they drug him? What's happening? And like towards the end, the art style goes all nutty and weird when Batman is hallucinating. And I, th- I thought it was great. Well, yeah, they really effed with his mind. They dropped him into this maze that he couldn't escape from. And it seemed like he was in the maze for weeks. A long time, yeah. And the maze was never ending, and it kept leading back to this picture room. And every time he went in, this old-style uh, camera would take a picture. And then the next time he'd go in the room, that picture was developed, put in a frame, and framed up along the wall. And you can see all these other people that used to be in the maze. And you see all their pictures over the span of time, how they slowly became crazy and old and died. And there's already, like, three or four Batman pictures. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is cool, man. They're totally effing with them. I'm not sure why he couldn't just get out through the roof. Um, but he couldn't for some reason. He was in, he was in, well, it was like a giant labyrinth. Let's say the walls are like 50 feet high. But they don't reach to the ceiling because you can walk on the top of them, but he just didn't. Well, I I guess, I guess he didn't like have a spare, like, batarang with a cord attached to it. Oh, sorry. You're right. They're right. He was uh, robbed of his utility belt. Yeah. So he's just a He did not have the weapons. That's right. Yeah. But now at this, early on in this Court of Owls story arc, it's just going back and forth between Batman's comic and Nightwing's comic. And I really liked the Nightwing B story and how it tied in. A lot of times when you have crossovers, and eventually this storyline crossed over too many times and sucked. But this early crossover, Nightwing, Dick Grayson, um, you know, we all know how his parents died at the circus, blah, blah, blah. Um, Or did we? Did we know? This was like, to me, this was like the cool reveal is that uh, the Court of Owls has been recruiting people over the centuries to be their talent through the circus because they need someone that's naturally agile and cool and is usually an orphan. (laughs) And they recruit from the circus and they turn you into a cold-blooded killer. And Dick Grayson finds out that he was actually slated to be the next talent chosen by the Court of Owls until his parents died and Bruce Wayne uh, adopted him. And if that had not happened, he would have been the next talent. Dun, right. dun, dun. That, I thought that was awesome. That was that was the highlight of the entire three-volume saga of Definitely. Nightwing in the Court oh, of yeah. Owls. Yeah, usually every time they cut the Nightwing, I was like, eh, I don't know, it's kind of dumb. He really talks to himself in a weird way. But, but um... Him discovering that, he, like, you know, this whole time, that's just canon. He went to the circus. His parents died. Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, they put this fresh new spin on it, multi-layered, and says, well, actually, they were grooming him to be an assassin. And until fate got in the way and stuff. And then you're like, well, this is actually taking <coughs> his origin and putting a pretty cool spin on it without fucking up the origin. Right. Uh, like they eventually do with Batman, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> well... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's the new 52. You can do anything you want because it doesn't matter. You know, everything's fresh. You know, uh, all old is kind of, like, thrown away, and there's just, like, little hints of what we used to know as canon uh, kind of, like, revised in this great new fashion. And I think that's that's one of the real strengths of the new 52 is, you know, artistic license to do whatever the F you want. And uh, at this point, I think the fanboys have stopped complaining. Maybe I'm still complaining, but... um, yeah, it's like I, I enjoy that they're like, and Dick Grayson gets a new backstory. Ha ha. But I like there was a new backstory, but it still fit in with the old one. So it was just yeah. kind of like, it's just, you know, he never opened that one closet door. Um, so I like that it, did, it, it didn't totally destroy his, his origin kind of thing, like like they do with Batman, in my opinion, and a couple issues later. But um, so I kind of liked his going back and forth. And then we find out that there's more than one talent. There's actually many. And they're kind of like zombies. The Court of Owls, um, with the help of Mr. Freeze, has found a way to put their old assassins uh, into a slumber and give them regenerative qualities. So they've got 300 years worth of 
owls or the out of of talons that can't be killed. Right. They they regenerate almost instantly, and they're like zombies. So even if you like like uh, short of chopping off their heads, they're mm-hmm. gonna regenerate and keep fighting. Right. Which is uh, opens it up for more violence in Batman. Now you can go full throttle and kill without any worry because they don't count as humans. Yeah, and they keep every every time they kill a Talon, they always mention that. People are like, here, I thought you didn't kill. And Batman's like, shut the fuck up, he was a zombie. Yeah, I hate owls, they don't count. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, they're weird, their heads turn around. So, yeah, so the Court of Owls eventually decides that they're going to assassinate everyone that's cool in Gotham. And they wake up all their, all their Talons, or I'm going to say like 40 of them, and send them all out into Gotham at once to assassinate everybody cool, including Bruce Wayne, Commissioner Gordon, a bunch of lawyers, uh, the Penguin. Any any politicians, anybody with like uh, money and interest that shapes like current Gotham, they're like, F it, we're wiping the slate clean, and we're getting rid of everybody that had a say, and we're replacing them all with our own people, including our, yeah. own, our own man for mayor, Mr. Lincoln March. And the whole time, this court of owls, they're all dressed really elegantly, but with creepy saw-like owl masks over their face. And that was so cool that they're dressed up for a dinner party, but owl masks. Yeah, and like (coughs) barn owl style. So it's just like this white face with like a beak and a couple eyes. Yeah, very creepy. I definitely did like that, um, that they're like socialites uh, dressed up like that. But so they allow all their talents to go out, and it's it's like one devil's night. Where they're all, all of Gotham's going to be dead by the morning. So, and this, of course, allows the crossover to expand. So, Batman goes to his, his phone and it sets a text <laughs> all. Well, actually, uh, Alfred does a text all because uh, the owls actually get into Wayne Manor, which that was fun. I, I enjoyed the battle of Wayne Manor. Let, let's just say, let's say volume two was, uh, and, it's, and it's compiled in the Night of the Owls uh, yeah. book, which I bought. And it's basically like every person in the Bat family who has a comic at that time gets attacked or saves somebody from getting attacked from a Talon. So it's this great crossover. It's like an annual that all happens on the same night, except none of them really matter at all except for uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, yeah. or Batman's comic. And they all suck. They were terrible. So, like, who cares? The little Damian Wayne one was stupid. The Catwoman crossover I thought was the worst. That one really sucked. Um, Batgirl, I liked her character, but her issue kind of sucked. The um, Birds well, of Prey really sucked. I, I, the, I, I, I thought the Jonah Hex one was the worst, honestly. Like, Well, that one didn't even count, really. <laughs> There's so many of these crossovers, and, and it's like, all right, you're going up against Talent of the Week, and the Talent, they like weave the Talent's backstory, so by the end, when they murder the Talent... You're like, oh, I feel bad for this circus performer turned assassin from 100 to 300 years ago, and and like most of the talents like turn out to be okay dudes. Like, you know, they did murder Batgirl when they could, or they just gave up because they're like, I don't want to be a zombie or something. And yeah, that, that was kind of ridiculous. Way too many flashbacks. Yeah, every comic that started with a flashback was like, ah, oh, fuck again. It was like too many flashbacks. The only cool part was when Damian Wayne he strung his uh, talon up uh, by the neck onto a tree branch, and he the talon was going to get away. And the Damian Wayne, uh, the young Robin, decapitates him. But the Talon's head is still resting on the branch and looks like a fucking owl <laughs> while the body drops to the floor. And I was like, that wins. That's awesome. Well yeah. thought up. That was pretty cool. That was a cool kill. Everything leading up to that <clears throat> sucked ass. It's like yeah. Damian Wayne tries to protect somebody in, uh, I guess, the army. Yeah. And he's surrounded by army dudes with live ammo and ammunition. And somehow... Uh, Bat Boy Jr. is the only one left standing in the end. And at one point, he's like, I I have studied military strategy. I will command you now. You will all listen to me. Yeah, uh, for eight seconds. But yeah. yeah, so crossover is not good. But when it does, and, oh, and uh, fucking Batman Incorporated, the Batwing, that was that was a pretty shitty one, too. Well, I mean, I that was my introduction to the character, actually. <laughs> I didn't know um, anything about Batwing until reading through this crossover and then i was like okay cool he's the batman of africa he has a ton mm-hmm. of technology all right okay fine 
Uh, but it's, it's just like the others. Very generic story. Uh, I don't even know if they went over who the talent was that time. It's just like, there's Batwing. Protect this guy you hate. And the end. But when it does, when it comes back to Batman, his storyline is still pretty good. He's fighting the Talons. He's using his intellect now. He's going full Batman on people. When they fight inside of Wayne... <laughs> yeah, he was, like, only, he was only half I was Batman only 10% before. Batman before. Now I'm going right, to go full Batman on your asses. Uh, with my dick. Uh. So, like, when they're fighting down in the Batcave, bat, it's awesome. Bat, bats have dicks that are gigantic in proportion to their body size. Yeah, you won't have to use echolocation to Swear. find this, Johnson. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I like that he was fighting down in the Batcave because there's some iconic bat pieces like the giant T-Rex, the giant penny, and they actually came into play here. Bat, uh, Alfred pushed the penny over and squished a bird, and then... Um, the T-Rex was actually a self-defense mechanism, and it actually came to life and stepped and squashed a couple ta- uh, talons. That was really cool. <coughs> Batman is like, uh, Alfred is trapped, and the talents are trying to break into the command center, and so Batman gets on his Batmech, which he is apt to do in every creation since, uh, in every Batman version since Batman Beyond, where it was Maybe. a necessity. And he goes, Alfred, get to the panic room! Yeah. Like Judy the- Foster! <laughs> And 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 he gets into his back mech and starts crushing talents. And there's like thirty of them, and like you know they figured out the whole Batman Bruce Wayne thing like pretty instantly. Yep. Like it turns out all you need to do is put a hit on Bruce Wayne, and anybody who he sends over there was gonna figure it out. And more, and we'll get back to this, but at some point there's like a hundred people that know that Bruce Wayne is Batman in this comic. And I thought that was awesome because you know like. Who needs a secret identity? Like, in this day and age, with the internet, with technology, uh, with everything, it's like, you're going to figure it out, man. And so I enjoyed the fact that they, they they gave the audience, like, a hint of credit this time, where they're just like, and they know he's Batman instantly. Well, they well, we're going to take that credibility away in a little bit here. Well, they... <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. first, first we get to the twist... This guy that's going to run for mayor that Bruce Wayne likes, he's got a little man crush on him, mm-hmm. turns out to be Bruce Wayne's brother. Dun, dun, dun. This is the shitty twist. Wait a, wait a second. I like that twist. Oh, I hated this twist. Well, like, when, when we find out that Robin, the circus, was actually a fucking assassin tent, um, I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> when we just randomly find out that Bruce Wayne's mom was pregnant when Bruce was three years old, and the Talons arrange for her to get in a car crash and then steal the child away and warp him. And there he is. And, oh, no, by the way, before we can even really uh, enjoy this, he may or may not be dead again. I just... What? No, no, he's here to stay. He's. I mean, like, that. this whole arc was to establish... I mean, the whole three volumes was to establish a new villain, Owlman, a.k.a. Lincoln March, and then to establish the Court of Owls and make them like a global network for Batman to fight against. Yeah, I just, you know, like I said, the way they mess with his origin story, oh, did you know this whole time that that Martha Wayne was pregnant when you were three and you got in a car crash and we took it? Uh, I felt like that was tampering too much with the origin story. You know, oh, hey, you've had a brother this whole time. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's not as bad as Peter Parker clone, mm-hmm. but I wasn't happy about it. See, when, like, when, they, on, when they got to that, I was like, that's perfect because Batman, as an adult, he's super smart. You know, he's Batman. He's great. He's, he's you know, everything but funny. Um, but as a kid, he was just a kid. And he didn't know anything about what his parents actually thought or what they were actually doing. You know, like we didn't know as when we were kids. Yes. And yes, they, Chad. I do understand that. But yeah. uh, there's this thing called the news <laughs> There's this thing called anyone in Gotham that was older than him. Mm-hmm. Like, never once did Commissioner Gordon or anyone be like, yo, dude, hey, sorry about that time you're going to have a younger brother, but he died in a car crash. And Bruce Wayne goes, what the fuck? <laughs> like, we're supposed to believe. Oh, and Alfred's dad was the original butler. And he writes a note admitting all this stuff that's going to happen for Alfred, but then gets killed and the letter burns up. And like, oh, that was the only proof that Bruce Wayne had a younger brother. No one else fucking remembers the fact that he was treated in a hospital, <coughs> that they were pregnant, anything like that. And no one ever told Bruce Wayne, and he never found out about it. He never stumbled upon some microfiche in the library. 
Nothing. But they they covered it. They were like, it was the 40s. Yeah. (laughs) And then they were high society, and, like, it just wasn't uh, done. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Come on. That's exactly how I said it, too. Come on. Really? Oh, come on. Come on. All right. By the end of Volume 3, they they, they tweak that so it gets better. Yeah. And and the hundred Court of Owls and Talons that all knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman... 99 of them dead murdered or in cryogenic prison yeah they which so made sense like they like they, they find out that the cold which kept them zombies can put them back in a zombie state and even though they're technically dead they decide to put them in underground arkham in a freezer rather than just chop all their heads off which is what they should do well it's like it's like the end of star trek uh two, the wrath of khan 2 um, the the new Star Trek, where they're like, oh, uh, well, we recaptured Khan and we have all these torpedo freezer people that are insanely dangerous. Instead mm-hmm. of sending them into the sun, where they're like, ah, eh, we'll just keep the wraps on these guys, you know, so some writer in the future can use them in a cool yeah. way. Yeah, it's like keep in mind every single one of these talents that we're going to keep alive in freezer jail murdered at least one person in Gotham tonight. Yeah, they're or, or all hundreds. Or hundreds. They're all murderers. They all murdered people. But, nah, freezer jail. Like, okay, so should you at least have a judge rule them guilty and just then cut their heads off? Nope, freezer jail. That's cool. We'll just tell the parents, all the grieving widows and families that, you know, whatever. That's that's where, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne's going to bite him in the butt. But, like, he thinks he's better than the justice system, which is kind of a, like an excellent thing. Like, in his uh, his... He goes, he masquerades as Bruce Wayne, who's like this billionaire playboy, does whatever he wants. And at night, he becomes Batman, the illegal vigilante who does whatever he wants. So it's kind of like bleeding into both sides where he's just like, I am the law and I'm better than everybody. Yeah, and uh, his brother turned the tables on his own court of owls and tricked them into uh, drinking poison cups. So the whole court of owls currently in Gotham, I'm sure there's more everywhere else, they are all now dead. So Batman's crazy brother is the only one that technically knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman for now. Right, but he all did it as like I thought it was a great twist. Like Batman after uh, after a huge reveal, and he shows down with Lincoln March, who gets all this owl armor on and becomes Owl Man, and they mm-hmm. duke it out, um, and he eventually defeats him, even though he's badly outmanned and outgunned, etc. But Batman <laughs> never underestimate tiny plastic explosives. I guess is the lesson. Yeah. Uh, but after that, then he goes. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna track down the court of vials. Where are they?" And he finally discovers where they are, and he busts in the door, and they're all dead. And I was like, "Yes, yes, that's awesome! What a great twist!" That yeah, Batman had them all killed. I like the twist, and I liked how he found out where they actually were because they've been hiding in plain sight the whole time. He said when all the buildings were built back in the day, and this is true of like some hotels. They didn't want to have a 13th floor, so they built like a tiny little floor in between uh, 12 and 14, and they called it mm-hmm. the 13th floor. And these owls were all hiding out in these little fake floors in all the buildings in Gotham. Awesome. So that was cool. So um, overall, I liked the introduction of this new bad guy. Was It was cool. It wasn't too corny. I liked the town, liked the Court of Owls. Really liked Dick Grayson. Um the the pullback reveal uh adding a little more depth to his origin story uh i liked what they put batman through hated the crossovers and i personally did not like the i have a brother twist really didn't like that part all right so so but since we spoiled everything anyway the epilogue is that uh dick grayson shows up at the bat cave and he's like hey so i heard you have a brother and Batman's like, I don't have a fucking brother. The guy's a fucking lunatic. They brainwashed him, and it didn't happen. And he's just crazy. Well, I mean, now I would like that. Because we're going on this crazy guy's word that he technically is Bruce Wayne's brother. If we can assume that maybe he's not, and the Court of Owls just lied to him to help shape him, I'm on board with that. If he's not actually Bruce Wayne's brother but just thinks he is, yeah. I like that better. That's what I'd, he, ra- I mean, I'd rather have that. He, so. he kind of says, and it's it's so the, the writer just speaking through him, but he's like, 
it's a mystery I don't think we'll ever solve, which is just yeah. the writer. But but he also says that there's no record of him ever having a brother, and that's uh, uh, th- there was something like she was pregnant, but there was a miscarriage. Th- there was something in there where he just kind of like proves that Owl Man is full of shit. Well, I think they they left it like we could go either way. We just haven't decided yet. Right. So yeah, because they're like, oh, you know, this guy was admitted this kid at the same time of the car crash and Martha Wayne was seen at the hospital a lot. I like, she was a little chunky. I like the um, I like the idea of like having an evil twin, like a character uh, who is a lot like the main character, except, you know, slightly different. Like, Lincoln March and Bruce Wayne, like, they're pretty similar and they're kind of like it's, it's kind of like uh, what that one James Bond movie was trying to do. The one with Madonna in it. Uh, in the Ice Hotel. I don't know, man. You know that one. <laughs> um, it, there was a great character in Aladdin, the TV show, where there was like this female street rat who was like, "Aladdin's fucking cool. I'm a street rat too. I want to be in the palace. Aladdin and me should be together." By the way, yeah. I just learned sandwich powers. Not yeah. the kind of someone sandwiches, but I'm a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, because I, I'm okay with the imitator people, but. The whole creating a brother, I just didn't like it. So as long as I can just pretend that he's not the brother, I can like this a little bit more. Let's all pretend. Yeah. So, but overall, I mean, like I said, I would not recommend reading all the crossovers. Just stick to Batman and Nightwing. Don't do all the other ones. No, Night of the Owls, which I own, (laughs) is probably the, uh, the lowest point. And the entire thing. The lead up is great and the end is great, but like the middle where everybody's like, uh, I'm gonna take out one talon and we're gonna learn about them for like and then sixteen pages is like mm-hmm. ah. Yeah. So I mean, but overall I do uh tip the cap because I think they did a good job creating a whole new thing without making it really stupid and uh, it was enjoyable. Cool. So yeah. Well alright then. No, but, oh, I do it. The, the silliest part, though, the, by far, is uh, we find like when Nightwing is finding out that he was supposed to be next. He technically his um, his great grandfather was one, and his yes. great grandfather was actually came back uh, as a talent, and Bruce Wayne had to uh, subdue him. Mm-hmm. And and uh, he tells Dick Grayson, he's like, "What? What were we gonna tell me? That was my great grandfather. We just fucking laid a beating on." It's bullshit. And Batman turns around and fucking backhands him so hard it knocks a tooth <laughs> knocks the tooth out of Dick Grayson's mouth. And guess what? It happens to be a tooth with a fucking owl decoder ring inside the tooth. That's right. <clears throat> he goes like, see? It's because you were one of them. And he's like, by the way, I have practiced that for years and many people perfectly <laughs> backhanding someone to exactly knock out just the one tooth in your mouth that I knew was that tooth out of your mouth. Like, that was the stupidest fucking thing ever. He's like, wham! Oh, Bruce, you fucking knocked out my front teeth. Sorry, hold on. Punch. There. That's that back molar I really wanted to knock out. That's the one with the owl. (laughs) How many times are you going to backhand someone without even looking at them and knock out just the one tooth you want to knock out? Are you fucking serious, dude? (laughs) That was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. Ah, like, what if he knocked out four teeth? All right, you're going to want to put three of those back in. But this one, look at here, fucking owl. All right. Is the, den- is the dentist open or did a talon just kill him tonight? See, what I wanted to happen was, was like, he wants so badly for the tooth to have a talon, uh, an owl thing on it. So he hits him and it doesn't have one. He's like, hold on, hold on. Let's try that again. Bam! And nothing. And just like keep hitting him and like keep popping his teeth out. Mm. What if he hit him and a tooth popped out and then Batman had a fake owl tooth in his pocket and just said, <laughs> oh, I just fucking knocked this one out of your mouth right here. Oh, Check man. This. What if he's like, doing that? Like, if you see the tooth fairy, this one's good for $2. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, before this podcast, uh, I was playing Mass Effect 3 online on the Wii U. Ooh. Dude, it's fucking tits. They did a great job, and there's people populating the server, which is great. You play in uh, in four man teams, uh, and and it has all the updates that were like gradually introduced with the original versions. So there's like all these like all the new levels, all the new missions. Like I played an escort mission tonight, which is totally new, 
Like, I played the game when it first came out, and they did not have that. Uh, new classes, new races, etc., etc. So now I'm going to... I got to build up my uh, my multiplayer uh, character, max it out so I can get out of bronze. But tonight it was like there was a couple missions where I was carrying the team and I was like, oh yeah, I'm back, baby, I'm back. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm having a great time. And um, God, I so wanted this for the uh, for the Xbox 360 version, which it will never have. But uh, the Wii U version comes with the motion comic where uh, it tells you the events of Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2, and you can pick the outcomes. Ooh. So all the major choices that you made in those games, theoretically you made in those games, you can make for yourself at the beginning of the game in Mass Effect 3. Okay. But in this, only in this new version, and the PS3 version had it too. So I'm like, all right, finally, because unlucky me, my, uh, my Mass Effect 1 save was on a hard drive that got stolen. Uh, so goodbye, all the work uh, and progress in that character. Oh. And and Mass Effect Two, it starts out with your default character, uh, where you made some decisions that I did not agree with in Mass Effect One. Oh. Like you start at Mass Effect Two, and it's like, oh, by the way, you were a total asshole and killed your own teammate instead of talking him down. Like, oh my, that must, that's I'm the good character. Mm. That's fucking stupid. So thankfully, now finally, I'm in Mass Effect Three. I'm romancing the character that I was romancing in Mass Effect 1, and it's not weird. <laughs> and I didn't kill the guy, because it gives you the option not to kill him, like, thank goodness, like I did in Mass Effect 1. So, I'm actually, I'm, I'm playing it from a new perspective. You know, when it first came out, Mass Effect 3, everybody hated the shit out of the ending. You know, mm -hmm. I was kind of, uh, you know, ambivalent about it, but, like, the gamer community came out and protested and sent cupcakes and... Bioware tried to appease them by changing the ending slightly, but it wasn't good enough. And hmm. the guys who originally founded the company quit because of all the hate. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it got really... I was I was ashamed of the gaming community. I was like, you guys... Like, this isn't even trolling anymore because you guys are serious. Yeah, I mean, it's like, whatever. If you don't like it, you don't, you don't like it, but you don't have to... You know, I gotta take that to the next level, man. They all did, man. And I was like, what is wrong with you guys right now, man? It's like, come on. It's not It's not even that big of a deal. And if it was that big of a deal, you need to reevaluate your life. That's very true. And go see 22 Jump Street. <laughs> bam, bam. Excellent transition. Yeah. If you like 21 Jump Street, you will love 22 Jump Street. Oh, yeah? It was good. I mean, the first one was good because it made fun of itself. It made... There was all these jokes about the fact that they took a popular 80s TV show and turned it into a movie. So there's a lot of, a lot of wink, wink, meta kind of jokes, which I appreciated, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, even if this movie sucks, we know it, so who cares? Right. And when they did the sequel, they did a lot of that, too. There were so many sequel jokes. They were just like, all right, well, you guys suck at doing different stuff. People don't like that. People want you to do the exact same thing as you did before that you were good at. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Like, this nice. is the police chief talking to them and stuff. And they come in, and their headquarters are pimped out. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got a way bigger budget this time after uh, you guys had so much success last time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, more and more wink-wink jokes. And, like, throughout the – and then towards the end of the movie, they're just like <clears> – <throat> Like, shit, man, we're running out of all our budget. So you guys are going to have to figure this out without any cool shit. And they're like, what are you talking about? How come we out of that huge budget? And they're like, oh, we had a car chase early on. Remember that? Remember all the cool new weapons we gave you? <laughs> so, you know, I enjoyed that. And at one point, there's a car chase scene. And they're like, shit, we don't have any more money. You know, we got to be careful. Or the captain's going to be pissed. And uh, they're like, here, couldn't they're, they're driving a golf cart. And they're like, Cut through this really expensive robotics warehouse, uh, robotics warehouse, robot parts. And they cut in there, and instead of showing it, they just do a bird's eye view of a helicopter at the top of the warehouse, and you just hear all these <laughs> smashy sound effects. And they come out the other side, and they're like, oh, God, that had to have been so expensive. We smashed all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, man. So the sequel jokes were, were on point. The two of them, Joan Hill, Channing Tatum, they've got a good bond. Well, awesome. They're very good together, very believable together. Um, you know, they're, uh, uh, everything other than a sex scene, you know, together, they did. And they were <laughs> awesome. So right. you can tell, like, that worked. Um, and then, you know, the, the jokes were just silly and stupid. And like I said, they just kept making uh, making fun of themselves and, and the fact that it was a sequel. And it's like, that's what you got to do. 
You know, all these other sequels, they try, like Hangover 2, for example, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is the only rated R comedy that's done better than 22 Jump Street ever. Wow. Hangover 2 tried to do the exact same thing, but the exact same fucking story. Yeah. You know, so there was like no, they just said, oh, well, this is funny, so let's do it again. But they had the same fucking jokes, the same story beats, everything. It was just moved it from Las Vegas to uh, Bangkok. So that, that was stupid. Whereas this one made fun of the fact that they were going to do the same thing, but they found a creative, original way to make fun of themselves as they were doing it. Whereas The Hangover, you know, we're just supposed to believe that the fucking same thing happens again. Oh, my God. What are the fucking odds this shit is happening again? Whereas 22 Jump Street, they don't they don't uh, mess with you. They know that it's ridiculous, and they're like, this is ridiculous the whole time. They're not asking you to take that leap and believe that it's just happening again. Good. That's the difference. That's why it was awesome. Boom. Well, all right. They, uh, they learn from their brethren's mistakes. And then in the credits, they further uh, beat the shit out of themselves for it, too. Awesome. During the credits, they were trying to imagine if there was ever, like, another 22 Jump Street and stuff. <laughs> and uh, so they, they do, like, a ton of alternate uh, takes, and it's, it's pretty funny. And they had a lot of fun with it, and you can tell. So uh, if you like the first one, by all means, feel free to enjoy the second one. Mm. So that was a good movie. Cool. Well, all right. You know, everybody was saying good stuff, so I'm glad to hear a good review. And by far, this is the last thing I'll say, um, the MVP of the movie was actually, I don't know if you watch Workaholics on Comedy Central. No. It's a really funny show. Okay. But these three dudes are on the mid-20s that live together and they have like a nine-to-five job. I've, I've seen some uh, clips on YouTube. It's good. Yeah, I sent you the one where they're, they're talking about which Ninja Turtle they'd be when they're in the sewers and stuff. Yeah. One of them was like, you're not even fucking Ninja Turtle. You're fucking Danny from the first movie. <laughs> Like, no, you take that back. <laughs> so, Workaholics, very funny. <clears throat> but they have, there's a woman that, that's in their office in Workaholics, and she's really funny. Jillian Bell, I think. She used to, she wrote for Saturday Night Live for a little bit, did mm-hmm. some Chicago improv. She has a, uh, a small role in 22 Jump Street, and she steals the movie, in my opinion. Like, awesome. she's just fucking hilarious in, in the role that they give her. So, good for her. That was awesome. All right, then. That's all I got. <laughs> well, that's all I needed. That was awesome, dude. We talked about a comic that was pretty good, and, uh, yeah, I'm just like, hmm. Oh, Mass Effect. Hmm. Gonna play I've, that later tonight. I've seen so many summer movies. Um, I love it. I will be skipping Transformers 4 next week. Hmm. Sorry. I did go to the first three in the theater, but I, w- I will be skipping that one. Hey, hey, it's uh, all right, Bro- brother. It's you know that's you're making the smart choice. You know, skip, skip now. Watch probably for free later, and realize yeah. that it was a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna skip that one. I I haven't seen Tom Cruise's Edge of Tomorrow. That's one that I do kind of want to see, but you know, I've, I've been seeing movies every week, so I don't know if I'm gonna get to it. Uh, but I'll I'll have to rent it uh, otherwise. But for the most part, I think I've seen almost every movie that's come out that's been somewhat good so cool i'm on track but um you know a lot of the big ones are already out so yeah what's left well i still like i said i gotta go on one date movie every summer yeah so i'm gonna go see tammy Mm -hmm. which is the melissa mccarthy road trip movie yeah it looks funny so you know that's that's looks like a safe date one that i can get loaded at Mm -hmm. yeah because our movie theater serves beer Nice. Yeah, yeah, lots of it. And, um, geez, before Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, I'll have to go back and listen to our podcast because I know there's other ones. I'm just not really. I live my li- I live my summer movie life one week at a time. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, trying to think. Oh, um, just for anyone that likes to read, not many people anymore. But if you like to read, remember you can buy. My sequel to my my superhero book, Shark Knights. Shark Knights Dead End is now available on as an ebook for only a dollar ninety nine, or more than that if you want to buy the paperback. But you know, <laughs> it's only dollar ninety nine if you want to buy the ebook. I'm just saying. But I have been told that it's been that it's it's good. 
so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. By by his mom. His mom. Is I, like, no, it's good, honey. It's good. I've been told by at least one non-biased person that it's good. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, but I. If you like the first one, mm-hmm. fucking buy the second one because you'll like that one too. So um, I'm reading up on Owlman on Wikipedia. So the idea that Owlman is actually Thomas Wayne Jr. Uh-huh. actually started in the 90s. Really? Yeah. And it's right, not- what, right during the fucking Peter Parker clone, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it's exactly where it fits. <laughs> Bullshit. I know it. I know, but but. The the all main character has existed, you know, as we know him, existed in the, um, you know, as part of the crime syndicate before that. So. Well, I mean, you're jokingly calling him Owl Man, right? We're not talking about the, uh, the Watchers, right? No, not not the Watchmen. Watchmen. The Watchmen, yeah. So I mean, he's not Owl Man. He's just the Talon, right? Well, no, no, no. He's actually called Owl Man. No, he's not fucking called Owl Man. That's from the Watchmen. He don't know. He's dude. DC owns Watchmen, so they yeah, don't give but, a fuck. No. I mean, the Talon, that was a fucking cool name. He's just he's just another Talon, right? Well, no, because, like, he had, like, the Talons are, like, the, the assassins that he will probably use against Batman. And I don't know if he'll call himself anything like Owlman because it's kind of lame. It's very lame. Let's yeah. just stick with the Talon. But it's like Bat- Batman, Owlman. Mm. No, 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 no. That's, that's dumb. That's real dumb. <laughs> okay. That's really, really dumb. Yeah. So let's just go back and call him the Talon because that sounded cool. I mean, yes, cool, cooler than Owlman, but I think he's just just still gonna go by like, I don't know, like what's Batman gonna call him? Like when he shows up, he'll be like, "Ugh, that crazy guy who thinks he's my brother and masquerades as an Owl Man." He'll call him Lincoln March. Maybe, but maybe he'll give up the Lincoln March identity. Then he'll just be the Talon. Yeah. Because if there's only one Talon and not like 50 of them again, because mm-hmm. they're all in ice, then he it's easy enough to call him the Talon. Hey, maybe he can just be one. That'd be cool. So. Yeah, so you hear us, DC? If he if he's uh, reappeared yet or not. I wish DC I wish DC did hear us. That'd be cool. They always do. It's like if you work for a company, like a, like a big company like that, they hear you. Any, right, well, any letter that you send in, they read. Somebody reads it. All right, DC, I really like Green Lantern Corps, and I like that Barbara Gordon is Batgirl again, so cool. Thank you. DC, I liked her better uh, when she was the Oracle because it gave some variety, and there's already Batwoman, so who cares about Batgirl? And there's always like, and there's Cassandra Kane, so you don't need another person running around in, like, tits and tights, you know, as Bat something. Keep her as that, Oracle. That was better. It's not fair to say tits and tights, though, because Batgirl's always been covered up. She's never had boob window. In tiny, in she's like never worn underwear, Chad. Mar- Under, she's never done underwear on the outside. She's always been covered head to toe. I just, I just kind of threw that out there, but in retrospect, no. And like every person, man or woman, in the DC universe is like some kind of like crazy athlete with gigantic either muscles or TNA, and they're like super skin tight outfits. Super skin yes. tight. Even if yes. it's like armor, you're gonna have boob armor. I'm just saying though, it's not like Spider Man doesn't wear skin tight shit either. Exactly, exactly. But at least like um no no and like and the spider women are like the worst offenders too. It's like spi- uh, spider spider woman, you need a new outfit. I'm sorry. sorry you can't you have it both ways, Chad. They're not showing skin, you should be happy. No, it's not about that. It's about their body type. It's about like yes. like what they're showing I, off, dude. I understand the broke back conspiracy kind of thing i understand that but come on all right we're getting off track here now what dc's not fucking listening to us because you're being boring oh dude so I, I will end that that part of the conversation with this there's this great uh, article which i think we linked on our page talking about like hey check this out marvel has made all these new designs to their all their female characters to make them look more like athletes just just athlete body types uh while dc has remained like the um like the kind of like porn starlet side of it where like everybody has like massive TNA and revealing costumes and um they don't look that physically fit as like as physically fit as the dudes. So but I mean are the dudes still gonna be super jacked? Yeah, dude. It's super well, jacked. Well that's, that <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that matters. As long as the dudes are still super jacked. That's right. I can I, I can ride on that man. I'll be like I am the Batman. I'm rich and intelligent and super muscular. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, I think. I think that they should make all the chicks super jacked because that'd just be fucking gross. Have you ever watched those strong women competitions, man? That's yeah. nasty. What? No, 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 no one wants to see that. So if you want to make them super jacked and look exactly, if you want Captain America and and uh, you know the Wasp to look exactly the same, go ahead. But it's just gonna be weird, dude. Uh, I'm not saying they need to be like muscular, but like now, now um, uh, Marvel woman or no Captain? Now Captain Marvel looks like she plays soccer. Instead of Captain Marvel looking like she was a cheerleader for a soccer yeah. team. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's no all. problem with that. That's cool. Exactly. As long as they draw him getting out of the shower when the comic starts. <laughs> hey Let me tell you. I, I bought like at a, at a thrift store, I bought like 20 issues of Birds of Prey. Because I was like, oh, damn, Birds of Prey? Cool, I'll catch up on it. And it was cheesecake. Oh, send it all to me. I will. I want it. It was, it was, I was just like, I can't even read this because like, all right, so there's a story arc happening, but like, uh, like everyone's ass is getting in the way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, I can't read this. It's like some, this is for like a tween. Yeah, I'll take it. Who needs words when you got pictures? Uh, but the picture is just like, I'm like, hey, why isn't this more like the cartoon where like, you know, characters have depth and they like, they don't like need to cover up or anything, but like. They're kicking ass and like the story is progressing. Instead, it's like, oh, let's get into a fight. Uh, 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 jiggle, jiggle. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, you hit me onto the ground. My ass is all up in the air. It's like every <laughs> yeah, other frame. Suggestive. I mean, I do joke, but uh, in my uh, when I had super illustrator, best in the world of his craft, Dexter Morrill, illustrate all my Shark Knight books. Uh, all the women superheroes look just like the dude so i do i do like to to joke about this but i didn't have them dress all slutty either so all right i, I, I respect gotcha. that they're all wear the same uniform as the dudes and they're all fucking bent over asking for sex so <laughs> so i like to joke about it but at the same time i hear it all right so. that's good oh well thank you eric thank you for that you're welcome all right <laughs> wow wow i never thought that all right anyway. All right, so everybody, check us out every single week with the Jumpman Podcast. You can check us out on RetroWareTV.com, ElderGeek.com, our headquarters over at JumpmanPodcast.com. Look us up on Facebook. Please friend us, and we're always throwing out stuff on the wall. And thank you, everybody, all the maniacs who drop fresh content on our Facebook wall. It's awesome. Thank you, dudes. Yeah. Oh, and for the record, I fucking aced the Nicolas Cage hair test. Yes. 90% out of 100, which I got one question wrong, and I'm sure I had narrowed it down to, to, two, to uh, two options. So fucking nailed it. I dare anyone to get better than 90% of Nicolas Cage hairline test. Yeah. Don't, don't fucking question my knowledge, bro. <laughs> I know this shit. You know, like, but some, sometimes people come to the Facebook page and they're like, hey, guys, did you know? And I'm like, yes, we fucking know. Yeah, sometimes you got to, I understand, sometimes, you know, you got to test our knowledge, but just so you know, that had, that just happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So, thanks, dudes. Oh, we're also on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes, dudes. Um, okay. we, will, we will pop up like happy little Pop-Tarts in your iTunes toaster every oh. week. Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Go! <laughs> Jump now, engage. Yahoo! I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.